you're worth it. We are all worth discovering the more in ourselves. That's what we're here for. It's time is now to do that. Face our fears and do it anyway. I love that. Face your fears, do it anyway. Let's become fearless. Let's live fearlessly. Hey, and welcome back to the podcast. We are here with Mia Bishop from Mia Bishop Bringing Breakthrough. Dot com And Mia is all about bringing you the breakthrough that is holding you back from becoming all that you are created to be. She is a co-author with Pat Masidi in the book, Ready, Aim, Succeed. And we are going to be talking about all those self-limitations, limiting belief, self-sabotage, and all those things that we know that we can and should do to achieve our greatest and biggest dreams. So Mia, glad to be talking to you. Great to speak with you today. Thanks for bringing me here. You're very welcome. And thank you for showing up. So what is your passion and your focus and what just has you really fired up these last few months? For me, I think it's really realizing we're in this incredible, great revealing time on earth and it is to discover why we're here and to the flip side of walking forward in everyone's truth. What is our sole purpose? What is our, ben- our reason for being here? And I think there's a lot of what we have walked in that is going is behind us now and there is a huge bright future and a lot of uncertainty. Well, when is there not uncertainty? You think about even in the 70s, there was recession. And even before that, you're dealing with Black Plague. And even if you look 20 years ago, people were worried about 9-11 and terrorism. So it seems our recession economy. So there seems there's always some sort of a crisis and there's nothing in the whole wide world that you and I, Mia, can do to stop some war or stop recession. But it can be up to us to change our feelings and our reaction to that. And like you're saying, it's good that now so many of these things can be spoken about, right? We have all the, these terms and all this language and you can look up if you have some sort of problem with anxiety or these bad patterns or just whatever holds you back. And so what specifically do you think we need to be focused on now that we're in this more like enlightened time, we can talk and think about things. What's holding so many of us back and what should we be doing? I think it comes down to personal responsibility and accountability for discovering yourself and discovering what is your strengths and weaknesses and what about your thinking or around you no longer serves you for who you're going to be tomorrow. And I think also being able to freely discover what it is your passions are, what it is that you are, that that may be having you stuck, maybe keeping you where you just, there's glitches. We all have little blocks, I think it is. It's actually freeing the mind and the heart. And so when someone comes to you and says, this all sounds great, I want to free my mind and free my heart. And I I know I have these blockages, but maybe they don't know what they are. And there's unsure even of like where to start. What would you tell someone is the starting point to even begin thinking about this? I think for me, it's looking, starting to question yourself. Why do you think like that? Why do you react like that? Why question is is very powerful. And realizing that we have to actually, there's a lot of stuff in us that we haven't actually allowed to come out. And so it's learning to ask yourself why, rather than looking out and blaming the world around you, look within. But that's, and yeah, ask questions. And I was listening to someone talk the other day about becoming more playful with what's going on in your thinking that is causing limited thinking, holding you back, keeping you stuck. And so what does playful mean? Because it seems from my interpretation, when I first hear that, I think, okay, playful means to maybe 
explore maybe just the what ifs and to think about, I don't know, just get out of your box. Because it seems to me like when you think about everyone, it's everyone else's problem, right? I'm the way I am and I have these problems because of this person and this circumstance and this location where I live and these things that happened to me. And so when you say be more playful, I'm thinking maybe think the thoughts that you're afraid to think and then play and toy around with it and think, what if this was removed or what if I acted differently in this way? But I know I could be totally wrong. So when you say be playful, what does that mean to you? I think don't take yourself too seriously. I think we can get, it depends on our personality, but for me, I was too serious and, and trying to find my way and, and what was around me, I, if I became more lighthearted, I became freer. And then I was able to be comfortable sitting in stillness and learning to actually become more of an observer of my thoughts and realize if a thought was not benefiting who I was. So it's getting clear about who you want to become. And that takes time. And it also takes releasing of old passions, old thought patterns. So if you've become more playful and it makes it, I think, less work. I think it happens more naturally. That, that makes a lot of sense where if you take yourself less seriously, then you then so many things won't affect you and you won't be striving for perfection. You won't be saying, oh, I wish I took that right turn in my car in a better way or I wish that conversation I had went so much better. It's, that's in, in the past. That it can't be changed. So I like what you're it's saying there about taking taking yourself slightly less seriously so that way you won't sweat the small stuff because yeah. you might be late to that meeting or some emergency might come up and what is the point of stressing out about it because you said it it won't serve you and just letting like the, these very small events happen in your life that don't really affect anything else but then if it messes you up so much and it gets you so angry then it, and it does affect you and so what were you like a few years ago? Did you personally have to go through some sort of transformation to get to this more, less serious place? Or have you always been enlightened? No, I, I was quite a black and white, quite serious person and struggling. Would, I'd get frustrated in situations because I could see things that just could be, I don't know whether it was the perfection, added perfectionism but could see things that could be done slightly differently and it would be a better scenario and my voice wasn't being heard, possibly the way I was presenting myself and frustration would kick in. And but that's where I became, I started going, why do I think like this? Why do I react like this? And that was really powerful for me because I, clarity came and becoming an, a questioner opened me up to allowing the answers to come my way. Then I had to accept them because they were coming my way, but I also would doubt a little bit. And so it's learning that information does come, answers do come. That is the truth as we require them. It's whether we receive them is the question that we have to ask ourselves. Are we ready to receive them? And maybe sometimes that takes quite a while to be open to receiving those answers. And so that it's interesting. So you're talking about changing the way that you're thinking. And I was even thinking just a few minutes ago, I was on a walk with my son and I was thinking that. I used to really let many of the what ifs and the worst case scenario and just like imagining if I have some such and such meeting coming up, I think of all the different possible ways it could go and just keep on just again and again, imagining it. And I, I feel like lately in these last couple of years, at least in my imagination, 
I, I'm not sure if I can help the what if thought process, but when I do, it seems like the the brightness is turned down, right? And then the color is turned down. And when I have those, and I know it's unhelpful to think about what maybe this conversation will go this way. And I, I tell myself, I'm anticipating this or that. But when I do, I notice I think about it for a lot less, a shorter period of time. And it's like way dimmed down. So I think to myself, I can be aware of maybe the possible mistakes or dangers, but I'm not living that as if it's real life. I'm separating the real life from the imagination because it's not helping at all. Yeah. I do think that our past will shape where we are right now. And we've got to think more into the future and have a brighter view. I've had times where I couldn't, I look back now and I go, wow, there was an enlightenment that I couldn't quite receive or I noticed it and observed it. Well, everything you look at and it was brighter and I was like, wow, what's happened? But now as I have grown in my journey, I realized there was transformations in me, but I didn't have knowledge. Often you, I look back and I can see in the past some incredible things that have happened to me that have got me to where I am today. And that was because I had to open myself up. I often say to people, what is it you want for your future? Because we're all here to create the future. And it is, it's, as long as we can shape it with a bright future rather than a broken past, our broken past shaping that bright future. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense in, in the sense that that bright future is for you. You want to arrive at it. And if you're on this path of just always being negative and pessimistic, what's the chances that you'll arrive at it versus if you have that more optimistic mindset and you say, I know there's all this negativity that I could buy into and all these all this, these negative thoughts that kind of come naturally, but if I can overcome that, I have a far greater chance of actually getting to that bright future by saying, I'll choose to be positive. I know where I'm headed versus hoping that you'll luck into it. And so when you ask some of these people things like, what bright future do you want for yourself? I'm really curious, like, what are the answers? What was your answer or what do people tell you as far as what their dreams are? What do people want to accomplish? Sometimes we haven't even got the ability to dream forward because of where we are. So it's learning to, the gratitude is one of the most powerful things, I believe, to unlock um, the ability to start dreaming. Becoming grateful for what we've got now and then allowing ourselves to, there's some really key fundamental words like hope and faith are two really powerful things. But often we need to burn off something about ourselves to actually focus on that then be so focus on the negativity of where we might be at that point in time. What I'm trying to say is that being able to be really grateful for even the tiniest things of where we are now will start unlocking our ability to look forward to a bright future and becoming more clear about what it is that, that we are we're not striving for, we're wanting to walk towards because that classic saying of you you create you go where your energy flows and you what you think about you create these things are real i love it when, when it, whether you think you can or you think you can't you're right and uh, so you're mentioning this whole idea of burning off the negativity and unbecoming the unhelpful person so that way you can become a better person for yourself and so i'm curious like what sorts of things have you personally gone through what kind of habits or thinking have you had to answer? A very good question. So I think the first thing was realizing that we are each, for me, so I'm here 
to get to know who I am and exactly what I'm here to do. And that isn't something I can, I will work out overnight. It's a process. But realizing there's a lot of what, as I discovered that, that I let me think about what I'm trying to say here. There's a lot of stuff around me that actually doesn't serve who I am going forward. So learning to walk forward without taking on other people's choices in life, other people's realities they choose from them for themselves and finding a way to actually find a voice in that. I remember something I realized when I had children was I wanted to be able to chill my, my children, something that I hadn't been, hadn't gained as a young person. And that was to have that voice to say to people, look, thank you, but no, thank you. And I didn't no, it took me quite some years to work that out rather than people pleasing. And so what did, what happened? What were you like during that people pleasing phase? Was there, is there any like specific like moment or scenario that comes to mind as far as just to drive the point home of like, what was the before picture like for you? And like, what didn't you like about yourself and your behavior back then? I think firstly, I didn't, I wasn't able to speak from my heart and my truth. And then I found myself, my, I think I was letting go of my inner strength of who I was to please the people around me or actually I was going to the wrong people and expressing myself so I became more discerning about who I talked to 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 nourish what it was I was trying to discover and and yeah letting go of realizing what and not when I say doesn't serve you that's not a selfish thing that is just not it's not what's bringing you in the nourishment to keep growing and stepping. So it seems like, so what you're talking about here is if you're too much about others and too much about the people pleasing, then you lose yourself. And then it seems like the first step towards getting out of that is at least recognizing that behavior, that maybe it won't all get fixed overnight. You can't completely become this brand new person instantly, but maybe at the beginning, if you just say, I've I'm acting in a certain way. I'm caught, I'm stuck in these certain patterns and at least just like noticing when, hey, that's not good that happens. When I don't speak up about that or when I'm like too much obsessing over that, it seems like just knowing when it happens is just your first step towards the recovery. Correct. Absolutely. And realizing that if we speak our truth, it won't always be received. And often the way we present our truth, if we are coming from a place of, we felt we're broken. We we don't deliver it in a way that is is often received. But if you go back to that lightheartedness, we can walk in a humility of and discernment of realizing not all responses are actually benefiting who, be benefiting ourselves or benefiting the person that is giving us that response. Yeah, and I think it's reflecting, but not over-reflecting. Like you, you have mentioned more than once about we go over things. Absolutely, we tune it in our mind. And that's where learning to actually sit in a bit of stillness helps us to identify thought patterns that are taking us places that don't serve us. I, I think stillness is huge because I'm thinking, you're making me think about there's been so many situations lately where say I'm on like a sales call, or like a one-on-one -on -one Zoom meeting or even us podcasting here, instead of me like jumping on and adding to what you're saying or thinking what I'm saying next, I'm just speaking to you right now. And then it's okay if there's a little bit of a pause, if there's a little bit of thinking about what there is next, it doesn't have to be action-packed, each person saying each thing. And that takes a long, took me at least a long while to get over that and to just be myself and be imperfect. And even sometimes if I'm 
hanging out with my wife at home or we're like go, me and my wife are going on a date. If we're just sitting there and not talking for 20 seconds, it's okay to have somewhat of just a little bit of silence. It doesn't have to be the most witty back and forth conversation that there ever was. And so we're having, you and I are having a fun, deep, introspective conversation. And it makes me then think to how does this relate to you and your business and your website and your speaking and everything else that you have going on? What, how does this then transfer to you helping others? So I suppose we, we, our testimony is a really good example of being able to help people. And I also would, well, what was I going to say? Sorry. Yeah. A testimony is really powerful and it enables us to connect with people on an empathetic, as in where they're at and helping us to identify key things that may help them become a little bit unstuck. And what really fascinates me, it comes back to some really basic fundamentals of people's responsibility to go forward. It is actually all our own journeys, but it's also, and there is forgiveness. Forgiveness is such a powerful thing. We can forgive those that have done something that have made us go certain paths in life or I was talking to someone the other day and they were asking me why do I do this and I said there's some fundamental principles in life that if they haven't been met when we get to adulthood there's glitches there um, that we have to recognize that and be able to forgive something that's happened in our past for us to go forward and yeah so for me it's testimony and just being able to hear people's hearts and encourage and actually allow people's voices to be heard and re let them feel recognized and where they're at. And what does that look like? Is, do you provide one-on-one -on -one help or group training or what sorts of like activities do you perform in your business? So it's one-on-one -on -one and then it is find key areas where that person may gain some knowledge or gain some perspective different than what they have right now and sending them in those directions. There are so many opportunities out there for people, but the main thing is being more like a mentor and a voice and having to find out the right time to be able to speak into someone's life. Not everyone's ready to, to have some of the things that you can identify for them. And I can really relate to that, to not yet being ready to receive the advice. And for all we know, someone read your chapter in the Ready, Aim, Succeed book, or maybe someone is finding us on a podcast because they're not quite yet ready to ask for help. They're just investigating to see what sorts of options are out there. And so when someone gets to the point where they're speaking to you and you're helping them one-on-one, -on -one, do you have anything fun, quick stories to share with us about someone who you helped out, who came to you and had some specific issues, and then you work through the forgiveness and the unstuckness? Does anything come to mind as far as just a point A to point B with someone who you... Oh, there's so many stories, actually. I think I what I'm finding is on that, in that one-on-one -on -one is to actually bring humor out. And to, because if, pe if a person is broken, for example, feeling lost and feeling broken, if you can bring them into laughter and joy, it releases us in a spiritual sense. It can actually free up and allow more openness within their hearts to go forward. If I like to try and come back to something that makes them feel um feel free and light and then and allowing them to unpack themselves. And can you think of 
what someone usually says as far as what makes them feel more lighthearted and free? Is there like a go-to answer or is there something common that someone says about, okay, th this brings out my sense of humor, anything like that? No, not specifically that I can think of because everyone's different. And often it's, if you're trying to help someone to unlock themselves, you've, you've got to work, everyone's different. And you've got to look at what you what's in front of you and asking questions is really powerful. Asking them the questions and because sometimes if you if I ask someone first up, what are you passionate about? And they are feeling quite lost and confused, that is actually really daunting to people. And that can actually they're full of anxiety. That can make them feel more full of anxiety. So it's helping them unlock to then start discovering. And with your help, digging deep, asking the questions. And I think that we can all relate to maybe saying different things and then not even realizing what's important. But then if there's someone like you who can listen to our answers, you can pick up on a thread and say, hey, you mentioned that. Let's further go down and figure out how you can feel better and tap in more into the uh, having fun and being a little more whimsical. That way you're less stressed about the past, less stressed about the future, and it's something that is more enjoyable. And so you, we mentioned forgiveness, and you mentioned forgiveness a little bit in your Ready, Aim, Succeed chapter. And there's something that I read recently, and may, maybe you can help me understand it because it went over my head. It, they were saying things like, if you're feeling, if you're feeling like, like bad about some situation, you just can't let go of the past, then... It's probably because you haven't forgiven yourself and you haven't forgiven the other person. And they, it goes into all the stuff about you can forgive someone without them even knowing, right? That you can just think about it and then and you can let go. And forgiveness does not necessarily mean rising, making amends, but it really, it messed with my brain maybe in, in a good way. So in these last few minutes of our conversation, can you explain like what you have to say about this whole forgiveness concept because whenever it's discussed in like a psychology perspective it just completely confuses me so as far as if someone is struggling with their forgiveness you know that if they can figure out a way to forgive they can unload some of this baggage what advice do you have in the forgiveness realm yeah forgiveness is an amazing thing and it is very freeing and i do believe there's different we for us to forgive someone let me go back a step so we can't change someone else, but we can only change ourselves. So we can forgive someone, but that doesn't mean we can forgive their actions to free ourselves, but that doesn't mean that we have to need to walk with that person if we're not aligned, if we're on different values and different thinking, because for true forgiveness to happen, it has to be a two-way thing. So I see people quite often that they can forgive someone, but because the other person's not recognizing or not prepared to see they have to walk separate paths so you can so for me to be able to forgive someone is to realize they don't actually know what they're doing because quite often people they don't know any better and they will have done what they've done because that was the only tools they had in their kitty and until they are prepared to recognize that which is what you can't change you just have to leave that on the side if that's what helps you to continue on your journey. Is well, that, that answer, Yeah, I mean, that, that's a lot to, to think about. And so it seems like maybe what I'm getting from you is, what do they say? Keep your own side of the street clean. That like you walk the separate paths and maybe you can get the other end of the forgiveness out there. But as long as you can just 
sometimes things relationship just end right and sometimes things are just done for and it was also reassuring what you said there as far as if you or that other person did something bad whatever bad means hurtful manipulative malicious they were just reacting in the the only way they knew how at the time they had the tools in their toolbox that was available to them. And so it's up to people like you and me to then say, okay, now moving forward, now that I recognize my own mistakes, I'll, ha- I'll do better next time. I'll have better tools moving forward. Yeah. yeah. And that's where with forgiveness, sometimes we have to set boundaries to continue to nourish ourselves. We have to set a healthy boundary that enables us to, to not allow something to happen again or to get more clear about keeping forward on this journey and yeah so for, we as I said we can forgive someone and we test us when we're back in their presence if we have to be back in someone's presence is whether how much we've grown really in our forgiveness so it, it started to make sense to me this idea that you said there about being being introspective and thinking about these things without getting caught in a loop without just without obsessing instead you're saying here are some helpful tools to move through. I'll think about the boundaries that I make and about the mistakes I might fall back into and about like getting caught back in someone else's prison, being stuck under someone else's spell and saying, are my boundaries set incorrectly where I fall back into that or have my boundaries been set up so that way I can move forward, be the better person I want to be and have that brighter future that we're talking about. And you and I could probably go on for hours or days about this because it's such a, it's such a weird, just abstract thing to think about, like getting in our own human psyche. But because this is a podcast, we want to get people excited and interested, but then leave them wanting more. So that way they will go and rush to your website and say, man, just in those few minutes, Mia said some really profound things that really made me think, but I know that it's a long journey ahead of me to fix some of these things that, that I think are broken or things I want to improve. So if someone says, okay, I want to check out more of what Mia has to offer, her business, her coaching, her advice, her writing. What's the next step? What's the website? And what will they find there? Okay, so Mia Bishop, bringing you break, bringing breakthrough. And then there is a Calendly link there to book your and schedule your time with me. And then we go from there. Well, fantastic. And whenever someone has one of these, these mechanisms to book an appointment, it's always a little scary, right? There's so much uncertainty. You're saying like, I'm going to some web page. I'm not sure who this person is. But what comes to mind for me is that you you couldn't learn karate just reading a textbook. You couldn't learn how to drive just by watching a video of cars doing, going down the street. You can get a little bit of an idea, right? You can say, oh, karate, maybe I do these kicks or driving. Maybe there's the gas and the brake. But then at a certain point, you'll get stuck. And at a certain point, you'll say, I actually need one-on-one help to do those kicks or to turn the steering wheel in that car. And I think that people are in a similar situation where if they felt like, okay, I got 10% on the way there, but I'm nowhere close to feeling better about myself or solving these problems or becoming more fulfilled, then now is the time to go to miabishopbringingbreakthrough.com and go to that scheduler and schedule that appointment to have that conversation because If you just stay on the sidelines and you keep on researching, studying, learning, that's good for a start. But as far as actually taking action and getting these things resolved, you need to have that one-on-one meeting with Mia. So Mia, 
bishopbringingbreakthrough.com is the place to go and schedule that appointment. You'll be glad you did. And as we're wrapping up and winding down our conversation here, Mia, it's time to, to really end in a very strong note and to give people just like one last final morsel nugget to really think about. So is there anything that comes to mind as far as maybe advice you wish you'd gotten 20 years ago or something that has stuck with you, either like a saying, a sentence, a lesson, an idea, anything like that? Well, I like to say to people, you're worth it. We're all worth discovering the more in ourselves. And, and that's what we're here for. And it's time is now to do that and face our fears and do it anyway. I love that. Face your fears, do it anyway, and let's become fearless. Let's live fearlessly. Very nice. I love it. Face your fears, do it anyway, live fearlessly, become fearless. And the very first step into doing that is by going to that website, go to Mia Bishop Bringing Breakthrough. It's okay to be a little nervous, okay to be a little anxious, but that means that on the other side of that fear is where you want to be and where you want to go. And you'll be glad you did. So go to MiaBishopBringingBreakthrough.com and we'll see you there. And thank you, Mia, for giving us a good time and giving us some of these really deep thoughts that we'll be thinking about for quite a while. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Great time. Thank you. <laughs>